Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. You're asking God to uh, to heal you, and, and, and you're praying, saying, "Oh Lord, heal me, Lord, Lord, heal me from from this sickness." You see, <laughs> and I can almost imagine, you know, Jesus saying, you know, he turns around, turns to one of the angels, and says, "Man, did we do that two thousand years ago?" You see, they're, they're they're praying for us to heal them, but but man, didn't we didn't we do it two thousand years ago? <laughs> Isn't that something we already did? You see, guys, it's it's, it's kind of like if, if I came in, you know, say you're sitting somewhere, and I, I I come in, you're sitting in a chair, and I tell you sit down. And you're already sitting, but I say sit down, sit in that chair, sit down, and you'll just look at me, and you're like, well, well, I'm already seated. You see, that is the position that much of the church is in, guys. Jesus has already finished the work. The gospel is the announcement and the declaration that the work is already finished, but the church is still trying to get God to do what he's already done. You see, it kind of goes back to the last series I was just teaching on, on, on the Sabbath rest, Jesus being our Sabbath rest, guys. Remember, in that series, I showed you that God, from the very beginning of creation, had already finished everything. And so, the original design of creation was that everything was already finished and available and, and, and all man was ever supposed to do was, was to live in an intimate fellowship with God. Glory to God. This, by the way, is key for, for operating in faith is your fellowship with, with God. You see, and you walk in an intimate fellowship with Him and, and when a need comes up or when you bump into a challenge, what you do is you don't now go and beg God to move in your life. No, what you do is you simply say, Lord, I thank you that this is already taken care of. You see, I thank you that because I'm in Christ, this situation has already been handled. I thank you that because I'm in Christ, what I need has already been provided. That is living by faith, guys. And so, and so like I said, we're going to get into exactly how do we do that. But first, what I want to do is spend some time on really defining faith in light of of our understanding of grace and you will find that in many cases maybe your understanding of what faith is was a little bit off you see now now, now look at this verse here look at this verse here in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 let's look at this in the King James and and then also in the uh, amplified as well uh, he says in verse 8, he says, For by grace are you saved. Stop right there. He says, By grace are you saved. Grace, again, is the unmerited favor of God. Saved here is the Greek word zozo. And so you can also read, the, read it like this. You can say, By grace are you healed. By grace are you delivered. By grace are you prospered. By grace are you made sound. By grace are you made righteous. It's all the result of God's doing. You see, you see, when we talk about grace, that's God's part, and you had absolutely nothing to do with it. You see, grace is what God already did through Jesus 2,000 years ago. You had nothing to do with it. But look, he says, he says, by grace are you saved. And now watch your part. 
through faith. And so, how do you take possession of what grace has made through faith? You see, I want you to see, guys, that that Jesus. You see, it's 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 here. This is what I want you to see as well, man. And and this is how radical this gospel is. You see, when Jesus finished the work 2,000 years ago, I want you to know that everybody's needs were already provided, not just believers. You see, you see, even the guy who doesn't know Jesus as his Savior and Lord, God's already provided for him everything he will ever need. You see, uh, everything's already just sitting there waiting for a person to, to receive it. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2, uh, he says that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to every man. And so in other words, it's, it's been made available. Salvation has been made available to everybody. Healing has been made available to everybody. Provision has been made available to everybody. Uh, righteousness has been made available to everybody. Now, why is not everybody saved? It is because they have not all believed, you see. And so the work is finished. The work requires our positive response to what is already finished. And this positive response, guys, is is faith. And so how do we define faith in the light of understanding grace? We define faith as a positive response to what grace or to what Jesus has already done, has already made available. Are you guys tracking with me? Remember grace is Jesus. When we talk about grace, we're not talking about a curriculum or a subject matter. No, we're talking about a person. The Bible said Jesus was full of grace and truth. And so when I say grace, I might as well say Jesus. And so faith is a positive response to what Jesus has already done. And so you could say, by grace are you saved, or by Jesus are you saved, healed, delivered, made sound. How do you receive it? Through faith. And then he goes on to say, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Look at this in the Amplified Bible. Ephesians 2.8 Amplified says, for it is by free grace, glory to God, God's unmerited favor. It's by the free grace of God. It's God's unmerited favor that you're saved. Uh, and, so, and so you had nothing to do with it. And look how he defines uh, salvation here. He says, delivered from judgment. Delivered from judgment, guys. It's by the free, unmerited favor of God. That means God is no longer uh, judging you. God is no longer holding your sins against you. He is glory to God, no longer charging your sin to your account. Why? Well, because he took all of your sin and he charged it to the account of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Glory to God, no matter what is going on in your life. God has said, I have declared you righteous. You see, that's the grace of God. He says, delivered from judgment, made partakers of Christ's salvation, how, there's our part, through your faith. And he says, and this salvation is not of yourselves, it's not of your own doing, it came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. And so, balancing now grace and faith. You see, you hear this good news of what's been made available, how do you respond? Well, faith is how you respond. Now, faith, like I said, is a positive response to what grace or Jesus has already made available. And so this is what I want you to catch. Faith is a response. Faith does not initiate anything. 
a lot of people think, well, Alex, I'm going to make this thing happen by my faith. Hold on. Slow down. <laughs> okay. Faith is a response. Faith does not initiate. Faith does not make things happen. Faith simply responds positively to what's already been done. In fact, and this is what I want you to challenge, what I, where I'm going to challenge you now because, because I want you to see that any time that you think you're operating in faith, but what you are doing is you think you're going to get God to do something, well, guys, that is actually not faith. You see, any time that you're trying to get God to do what Jesus has already done, well, that's not faith. That's actually unbelief. You see, that the guys, there's two prayers that God will never answer. And, and, and the first prayer that God will not answer is, is you praying for something that he's already done. <laughs> is it, is how, how is he going to do that? Is it, he's, he's already done it. And so the second prayer that God will never answer is, is, is you praying about something that he's told you to do, you see. You see, sometimes you're, you're, you're praying uh, uh, for, for God uh, to do something about a, a situation, but, but really what he's called you to do is he's called you to, to operate on your authority. You see, he told you to speak to that mountain, you see. And so oftentimes when there's a mountain in your life, man, you don't want to be uh, 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 talking to God about your mountain. No, glory to God. What you want to do is you want to speak to the mountain about your God. You want to speak to uh, your mountain. You want to speak to that challenge in the authority of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and command that mountain to be moved away, you see. And so there's things that we are called to do. Now, here's another thing I want you to consider about faith. A lot of people, guys, have been taught this thing. People used to say this all of the time. You may remember this. You know, people used to say, well, well, well faith moves God. Faith moves God. Well, guys, I want you to understand, faith does not move God. In fact, I want you to understand that nothing that you do could ever move God. Faith does not move God. No, guys, faith moves you. <laughs> you see, faith doesn't move God. Uh, faith moves moves you. You see, it's about it's about moving you. <laughs> uh, say, 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 if you're with someone, say, faith, say, faith moves you, boo. <laughs> you see, faith moves you. Where does faith move you? Watch this now, guys. Faith moves you into a position of being able to receive what Jesus has already done. Glory be to God. Faith moves you into alignment with the finished works of Jesus Christ. Faith moves you to align your thinking and your believing with uh, the truth that it's already done, you see. You see, you're not trying to get God to heal you. No, you believe that Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago. Faith now aligns you with what's already been done 2,000 years ago so you can receive what Jesus has, has already done. You see, faith moves you into alignment with the finished works of Jesus Christ. Here's another thing I want you to consider. Faith does not create. How many people have thought this? You know, your, your, your faith creates uh, things. You know, you can create something through your faith. Well, praise God, Alex, I'm just going to speak it. Uh, it. It's not there yet. You know, there, there's no healing. There's no uh, provision there. But I'm just going to speak it, and I'm going to make it happen through my speaking it. Hold on. 
Faith does not create. Faith receives what has already been created. Catch this, child of God. No matter the issue that's going on in your life, the solution for that issue already exists, you see. You see, no matter what, what it looks like in the natural, uh, a God is, is not trying to figure out how he's going to get you out of that uh, ditch. The solution already exists. And so, and so faith does not create. Faith simply receives what's already been created. You see, faith, guys, always looks to the finished works of Jesus Christ. Faith always looks to what Jesus has already done 2,000 years ago. And so in other words, it's not just, I believe I'm healed. No, it's you, you're releasing your faith is you saying, I believe Jesus healed me 2,000 years ago. You see, I believe Jesus prospered me 2,000 years ago. I believe Jesus made me sound 2,000 years ago. Faith always looks to what Jesus has already done. You cannot separate faith from the finished works of Jesus at Calvary. You, you, you just can't do it, you see, you see. And so here's a, a few more things I want you to consider. Faith is a positive response to what Jesus has done. And now, now grace makes and faith takes what grace has made. You could, you could say it like this as well. You could say, Jesus makes, faith takes what Jesus has made. Faith takes what Jesus did on the cross. Now watch this, guys. If grace or Jesus did not make it, faith cannot take it. Faith takes what Jesus, what grace has made. If Jesus didn't make it, faith can't take it. In other words, you can never use your faith for something that is not part of the finished works of Jesus Christ. In other words, you, you can't ever say, you know, oh, praise God, Alex, I'm going to release my faith uh, for, for, for this uh, certain uh, a man to be my wife. You know, you, you're believing for a husband. You say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my faith for this specific man to be my, my husband. And so now you can believe for a husband or you can believe for a wife, but you can't you try to use your faith to you to, to, to for a specific person, especially guys. <laughs> glory to God if that person is already married. Uh, you see, there was a, a a woman I think that I heard of uh, once who who was uh, she was using her faith to try to get this, this certain man to be her husband. The only issue was that man was already married, <laughs> and so she she was trying to use her faith to actually get that man's current wife uh, to die. So his his wife would die, and, and she could then uh, be his new wife. His age, she was trying to do that by faith. Guys, I want you to understand, that's not how that works. You see, you can never use faith for something that Jesus, that, that's not part of the agreement, that's not part of the finished works of Jesus. You see what I'm saying? In other words, you can't use your faith to try to rob a bank. Why? Well, grace didn't make that. You see, Jesus didn't make that available. And so, and so faith can only take... Glory to God. Faith can only take what Jesus has already provided on the cross 2,000 years ago. And so you've got to find out what's been made available to you as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And guys, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says that all things pertaining unto life and godliness have been made available uh, to you. And so you can use your faith for 
for whatever Jesus has made available to you. Are you guys following me? If you understand that, say amen. And so faith is a positive uh, response to, to, what, uh, to what Jesus has already made available to you. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Now, how do we practically go about living this life of faith? I want you to notice this here, and I want you to consider that living a life of faith, it's not about you performing. It is about you being selective about where you put your attention. Look what he says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He says in verse 18, he says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but what do we look at? He says, we look at the things which are not seen. Glory to God. You see, so it's about focus. He says, he says you don't look at the things which are, are seen. You look at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. Temporal means subject to change. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And so here's another misconception that people have sometimes about about faith, and, and, and this is, I think, where we've missed it in many cases, this is including myself. When I first uh, got saved uh, years ago, and, and, and when I first started uh, learning about faith, well, what I thought was, well, man, for me to live in faith, I can't even, I, I, I can't even, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's like I gotta pretend that there's really no issues, you know? And so in other words, <laughs> you know, creditors keep calling, uh, you can't pay the car bill, but man, I'm just gonna ignore that. And you see, by me ignoring that, uh, that's gonna be me uh, uh, being in faith. Well, guys, that is not faith. <laughs> you know, that, what that is, is that's foolishness. See, that, that's not what faith is. And so what I want you to understand, faith does not deny that there's issues going on in the natural. Faith is not us sticking our head in the sand and pretending that there's no issues going on. No, we do not pretend that the issue is not there. We simply do not put our focus on it. That's what he's saying here in this verse. Look at this in the Amplified. Amplified makes it very clear. 2 Corinthians 4.18 Amplified says, Since we consider, take note of the word consider, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. And so he says, it's, it's not so much that, you, that you're not, that you're ignoring stuff that's there. You see, if, 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 if there's sickness in your body, you don't go around pretending and saying, well, well, no, there's no sickness in my body. You say, no, no, no. What you do is, when you, when you operate in faith, is, is you say, well, yeah, I got these symptoms in my body, but praise God, I, I believe I was healed 2,000 years ago. You see how this works? If there's lack in your life, you don't go around pretending that there's no lack. And what I mean by that is, is, is you don't you don't lie to people. <laughs> is, is you don't you don't uh, promise someone that you're going to have the money to pay them when in reality you don't have the money just yet. And so what do you do? You acknowledge to yourself, yeah, you know, there, there's this lack uh, here showing up in my life. But Lord, praise God, I believe that you've already supplied all of my needs two thousand years ago. Praise God, I thank you that this need is already met. I release my faith for that. You see, that's that's how you do that. And I notice that word, he says, consider. That word, consider, 
has to do with your focus. Now, that word in the Greek means to regard attentively. It is really what are you giving your focus to. That word consider also means to, to meditate. You see, when you're operating in faith, it's, 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 it's putting your focus, you, you take your focus away from the issue. In other words, you, you, you don't allow negative meditation to take you over. Negative meditation, guys, is what worry is. Negative meditation is you rehearsing worst-case scenarios in your mind. Well, no, you don't want to do that. You operating in faith is you not considering the issue. It's you considering Jesus, you see. It's, it's, it's you considering that Jesus has already taken care of it. And so you, you considering that means you begin to meditate on that. You begin to meditate on the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, this is a big part of faith is, is what are you meditating on? What are you considering? What are you uh, putting your, your attention on? And he says, we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief, fleeting, but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Glory to God. Now, let me ask you this question, guys. How do you look at and consider something that you can't see? How do you keep your attention and your focus on something that you cannot see just yet? The answer, we got to do it through the Word, guys. You got to do it through the word. This is another thing that, that happens sometimes when people come to understand grace. You understand grace and now you, 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 you suddenly think, well, uh, I don't have to get into the word anymore. The word of God is really not that important anymore, guys. I want you to understand nothing could be further from the truth. Glory to God. You see, Satan will always try to throw in just a little bit of error. You know, what did Jesus say? say, say he said, a, a little bit of leaven, uh, it, 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 it destroys the whole lump, you see. <laughs> and so a little bit of error, guys, is going to mess up the whole lump, <laughs> in other words. And so, and so us understanding grace does not mean we're not going to the Word anymore. It does not mean that we're now Glory to God. It doesn't mean that the word is no longer the final authority in the life of a believer. You see, you living this life of faith, you can't separate that from you being in the word of God. How do we consider and look at the things we can't see through our physical senses yet? We got to do it through the word. You see, we know what we have as a result of being in Christ through the word of God. You see, the Word of God tells you what Jesus has already finished for you. The Word of God, and, and guys, thank you, Lord. Let me say this too. Specifically, what you look at is you look at the Word of grace. Guys, remember, you want to always rightly divide the Word. And so you look at the Word through the lens of the finished works of Jesus Christ. And guys, may I just remind you, the Bible says that as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ, every promise of God is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Bible says that as a result of the finished works of Jesus Christ, all of the promises of God are already uh, uh, for you. And so when you look at the Word of God, you look at the Word of God, you look at it and you what you see is a book filled with promises that have been made to you as a born-again believer in this new covenant. And so you look at the Word to see what you've already got in Christ. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.